What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. Walmart's longtime chief financial officer, mm-hmm. Brett Biggs, is leaving the company. Also hiring. Goldman Sachs, chief financial officer, is leaving the company. Also hiring. Yeah. David Marcus, the head of Facebook's Meta's cryptocurrency efforts, also finances, mm. is hiring. And Twitter just replaced their CEO, Jack Dorsey, who unexpectedly stepped down last week. Mm. Now, listen, I ain't no conspiracy theorist. Mm. But when that many white people and that many corporate sweet jobs all step down at the same time, mm-hmm. sums up. Hey, you don't you don't you don't you don't think it's something to do with a certain white lady being on the stand. Get ready to tell everybody dirty, nasty, sexy secrets, do you? Is she going to testify? We're talking about Jelaine Maxwell, Jeffrey yeah. Epstein. Yeah, Jelaine yeah. Maxwell. All them people got one thing in common. They rich and they make money. That means they like weird, sexy shit. And she was in charge of weird, sexy shit. And she's going on trial. And she's going to save her behind. I think she's calling out everybody. I don't know if she would use that information for this particular occasion. When and what other occasion is it for? (laughs) Other than staying out of jail. But on the opposite side of this, she's going to need a re-up. She's going to need money, power, position, so on and so forth. She might be get hired. To do what? Run a daycare? What job do you think that she's going to get? Like, I don't think if I don't Jelaine think Maxwell walked free Jacqueline, what does she write down as reason for leaving her last job? She doesn't <laughs> need a job. They're just going to give her money to keep her mouth closed. That's what it is. And we have all seen people walk free that shouldn't have walked free. She might be making some deals with this information. They might be leaving scared, but she might be a little smarter than they expect. She got a point there. And remember, Martha Stewart mm. went to jail, did her time, came out better than ever. Martha, Martha Stewart's got- a thug, though. You got to call that down. Martha Stewart was, was, you know, showing people how to make artisan shanks using recycled plastic toothbrushes while she was in jail. That's She's so different. she wouldn't die. But, I mean, she's different. She didn't want to die. Martha Stewart went to jail for getting a hookup on some stocks. Delaney Maxwell helped set up a fuck island. I understand that. <laughs> they are not the same. 
My name is Roy. <laughs> this is my job, sir. <laughs> Every week, Jacqueline, you just amaze me. As we chug along through, um, I guess I can go ahead and say it, my birthday month. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Birthday. Your birthday, birthday is this weekend, and you are yeah. working. Where are you working, Roy? Yeah, I'll be in Baltimore, uh, outside of are Baltimore. You be, be around the crib? Yeah, man. I'll That's be down up. that way, man. Shout the homies out. Shout the homies out. Magoobie's Comedy Club. And uh week after that, may as well knock some dates out. Week after that, yeah. I'm in Tampa at Side Splitters. And then... Washington, D.C., Madison, Wisconsin, and Vancouver, British Columbia in February. So that's the rundown between now and Black History Month. We're talking about jail this week. (laughs) You just don't put it out there like that. Jail jail is an interesting place. Jacqueline, I will assume you've never gone. Okay, I've never been in jail, but in the seventh grade, they took us to the jail and like slammed the door and walked you through. <laughs> oh no. Did the scared straight shit to you? Yes, oh, mm. I was scared. I was did, so scared. Did prison lesbians come and yell at you? Right. No, Talk about they how they're gonna you. grab you by your crotch and stuff. They were just mm. a little bit down the hall and they could see you and you could see them. That was enough for me. I don't, I don't, unless I'm reading you wrong, JG, I, I would have never imagined that they needed to scare straight you. Like, you know, that you were shanking people in seventh grade and they were like, put Jacqueline on the bus. You know what I'm saying? She needs to go. Now, third, I know that you spent a lot of time in college. You've talked about this on the program. So these are your words, not mine. Um, Spend a lot of time sneaking around the campus of Spelman College, trying to holler at young women and getting shot with rubber bullets, courtesy of Spelman's. Security guard force, have you ever been captured by one of these gentlemen oh. and sent down to the Fulton County Central Process oh. facility? I am, for the record, way too pretty to go to jail, homeboy. I'm telling you that <laughs> right now. So, no. Um, whereas I might get be- beaten in a normal sprint by one of my children um, when pushed on by rubber bullets, I seem to pick up another gear. And uh, most of the time, um, I made it out. Like, and, and fortunately, if they did put you in a clink, which again, I never was in ever. Um, <laughs> it was it was still on Spelman's campus. It was it was like a little cell they put you in for a couple hours, and they let you go in the morning and sit you on campus. See, and that's stuff black like love. That. That's black yeah. love. Yeah. They weren't giving like... no records or nothing like that. They, on they, some real know, shit. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, was, it was really more to teach you a lesson of if we tell you your ass to be off campus, be off campus. Um, and then, you know, if, after you've been there a while, not to tell like a secret that nobody would ever guess, but, you know, there's plenty of dudes who spend the night over at Spelman. Um, and Spelman and I spend the night over at Morehouse, vice versa. Um, it happens. But, you know, it's one of those things where you just, you know, you, you better not you, you better not be down there flaunting it. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you get in trouble. You can't be flaunting. It. I myself. Have been to jail. <laughs> been Word. to jail been on the inside of the Leon County Holding Facility shout out Apple Yard Drive in Apple. Tallahassee, Florida third I don't know what you're doing next year for Thanksgiving but if I could suggest to you hands down top three and I mean this and I'm not bullshitting top three meals I've ever had for Thanksgiving Leon County Jail Tallahassee, Florida 
Really? Delicious. What? Delicious. Damn. The fucking gravy was perfect. The fucking dressing was perfect. I traded my chocolate milk with a dude that morning to get an extra scoop of turkey, too. I was balling. I was balling. Oh, my my real so first delicious. thought would be, what in the hell did you do to fuck up so that you end up in jail over Thanksgiving weekend? That's my first immediate thought. Like, the, the thought of eating my mama's food is too much for me to have to go to jail, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, so the, to have to go to jail over Thanksgiving weekend? I don't know if it was the fact that I cried my eyes out Wednesday in jail and didn't eat anything that, that made that meal more delicious the next day. Wow. But it was fucking amazing. There's a, a story <laughs> I tell about it. Uh, it's on YouTube. I won't bore people with it, but it's just called Golden Corral. Just search my name plus Golden Corral, and it's a pretty detailed account of all of that. But basically, we stole some jeans from a department store. We got caught. We got arrested the night before Thanksgiving. There's no bail hearings. There's no arraignments mm. the next day. No. And there's none on Friday. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just chill the whole fucking weekend. Stay the, whole weekend. the thing that I remember most distinctly about that that time was in the holding cell when we first got there and there was a guy also in the cell who had beat up a cop in the process of getting arrested so he's walking around the holding area like you're in this big holding area like eight nine other dudes and you're all waiting your turn to get processed mugshot medical uniform and then they send you off to a pod what if i gotta pee there's a toilet (gasps) oh no there's no wall, just pee. The dignity is gone. At this point, once you're in the holding area, you've already bent over and opened, literally opened your asshole to yeah, another they, grown they, man. They do the whole, yeah, they bend you over and, and do all the... Yeah, you spread know, your yeah. cheeks and cough to prove that you're not holding a knife between your ass right. cheeks to and murder they're not, people. They're not checking your prostate at all. They're not... They're, yeah, they're, they're not, not inside your you. asshole, but he's looking. So mm-hmm. whatever decency... I'm sorry I interrupted. Go ahead. Mm. Yeah, that's... Jacqueline, that's standard operating procedure. Right, no Vaseline at all. So you, you you hear about police brutality all the time and police beating up on people, but rarely do you meet a person that was victorious in their ass whooping. And this Bounds. dude beat the fucking brakes off this cop. And this cop, I don't know if it was pride or what, but he didn't go to the hospital. He like arrested the guy and like fucking swollen lip and fucking bruise on his face but was doing his paperwork like god damn it i'm gonna be the one to send you to fucking do. but the whole time the dude is in the cell talking shit to the cop <gasps> no you want round two who want round two i want round one. Oh. and then he's turning to me and this is like a grown man like 30 we're 19 we're yeah. kids it's a grown mm-hmm. man Y'all saw what I did? Look at that motherfucker. I'm like, hey, man, sir, don't involve me and my friend. (laughs) I'm just trying to get through this situation. Like, I'm so nervous. I'm shaking. Everything is cold. Like, it's it's a real shock to the system when you think, oh, fuck, I've thrown my life away. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I'm here. How did this happen? Right. But there's a dude who's completely comfortable with this experience. Let's do this. So comfortable oh, wow. that he's talking shit to the cops. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, brother. The suburban, the suburban bougie Negro in me is scared for you now. And I and I think I'd have been more scared in the situation because this dude is talking shit to the cops. So what happens when the cops go home? I still gotta be in here with this dude. <laughs> 
I ain't giving I ain't giving this nigga my fruit cup. I ain't giving it to him. It's a it's it's a wild place, but there are people that come out on the other side of that and they do a lot of good. And so we're going to talk to some of those people today. We're going to talk to a former jail guard who actually hated the job and wasn't one of them ones that was beating on the prisoners, having sex with the prisoners and killing the prisoners. Uh, my uncle Derek will return to the show and join the two time club and talk about his time coming from prison and actually becoming a substance abuse counselor. And then there's also the work release part of it, which we're going to explore in the scam of the week. But wait, I think it's important also to note, you talk about other people and their layers. You have amazing layers as well. And you don't like when I say it, but you have this amazing heart and you lead with it. You can cut that if you want to, but it's true. I believe it in. That's fine. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Thank you, damn it. It's true. Just be decent to people. And I think that there is an aspect to incarceration that we try to slander people yeah yeah and i would go as far as demonize i got a um i got a cousin and i don't even know if you listen but deuce if you do i love the shit out of you little man my cousin deuce is definitely serving a hell of a bid um for doing some really dumb shit but when he was out briefly uh just to show that young brother some love man just you know you never really uh people don't really think about when people are in jail how much of the world actually passes them by and when they come out man everything is just new everything is new like and and it's a lot to take mentally all of that stuff man so you know there's a there's a there's a huge mental pressure that comes from from even being adjacent sometimes to people who who have served long bids even short bids sometimes man you know blessed bless uh story of Khalif Browder is all I've been thinking about the whole time we've been talking mm-hmm. that brother shouldn't even been in jail you know what I'm saying it ended didn't up not working get a well bail here huh didn't even get a bail here right you know what I mean Years. so like jail is jail is uh jail is sober man like I you know I again even like I'm, I'm with Jacqueline 100% I always appreciate the fact that um in her very nice and southern way she kind of forces you to take them bows that you deserve to be taken brother she's right you you know, some of the stuff that you've been through, man, I I, I take my hat off to you. Because I promise you, if I'm in jail, man, I ain't making it. I am not bit for that shit. I'd have been crying. I'm doing everything. There's no way I'd have made it through. I, I can tell you right now, it would have been an Oscar-worthy acting job. I might not have made it at all. These people are full of wisdom. So we're going to talk to some of those folks today. But before we do, it's time to get real quick into uh, Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. This one, JG found this one third. The uh, world of education, you know, that's oh, kind of her wheelhouse. Yeah. Now, this gentleman's down here in D.C. This is your account, Ralph. Are you familiar yeah. with Brother Michael Redmond II? That's the that's the that's the guy who is uh, principal at a middle school. I believe. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Michael Redmond II was serving as the assistant principal of a D.C. school while simultaneously working remotely as the principal of a school in Rhode Island. What? He did this for four months before getting caught and losing both jobs. Mm-hmm. He was the online assistant principal at Kramer Middle School in Southeast D.C. and the in-person principal of the Cubed E-Cubed Academy in Providence, Rhode Island. Somebody snitched him out. Mm. And he got fired from both positions. Mm. 
feel I see a man trying to trying to serve a role, uh, you know, serving that dearth of black men in education. I, I think I think this dude got screwed, man. How much money was he getting made though? That's the problem. How much money was he getting paid? He was making 125k in DC. We don't know his salary in Rhode Island. But it's safe to say it might have been a hundred thousand because he was a principal. Yeah, so that's a quarter mil. Here's my thing. Not enough to live. Here's my thing though, JG. Mm-hmm. What does it matter? If I'm doing both jobs good, the fuck you Thank care? You. I'm a remote. What does a remote principal do? Do you just bounce from Zoom to Zoom and make sure people doing their job? <laughs> All you're doing is having meetings with the teachers going, make sure them grades straight. Get the yeah. grades straight. I mean, there's an E-Cube Academy. And the students aren't bad. What is he going to do? Lean into the camera like you do and yell at them? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> he gonna send him real threatening text messages. <laughs> hey, now this your principal. Sit down and do your homework. Yeah. Y'all better straight up. You better stop. Yeah. Stop for I send your ass a virus. No, nah, I don't. Belt emojis. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! If he well, was able to do both jobs well, there is nothing they should be afraid of, mad about, or anything. He's not making enough money for what was on his plate already. Leave him alone. They were just mad that he got the job done. If this dude is is, is principal, doing his principal job in one place and doing his principal job in the other, as long as everything was running well, I don't I don't really think it was, I don't think it would have been that big of an issue. The ethics board said Redmond violated the code of conduct for district employees by taking a job that conflicted with his government duties. He will have a chance to respond to the violation and will get a hearing. I hope he gets to keep one of these, but for loving the youth so much (laughs) that you took two jobs being a teacher. Half these people don't want to be a teacher once. He chose to Mm. be a teacher twice. Twice. Brother Michael Redmond of the Unified D.C. School District. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Yay! Congratulations. That's what's up. Worse than first time. Let's talk to a prison guard. J.G., who do we have on the line? We have Danny, and he's now a corrections officer, and he wants to talk to us about contraband. Corrections work is interesting to me because I always feel like it's the forgotten arm of law enforcement. Oh, like. Mm-hmm. And the way that the job is portrayed, you don't really see it portrayed often on television. Like most COs are portrayed as shady and, Mm. you know, you helping me sneak in the drugs or you're the guy in Orange is the New Black who's abusing the prisoners or you're on lockup on MSNBC and you're just you're basically a human pit bull just barking commands at people and not treating them like human beings. When the truth is certain COs, much like we talked about before, third where the bus driver and the gas station attended. The people who see you every day on a regular basis are the people that are going to have the most influence on you, positive or negative. And if you are locked up, that CO is as much a part of your rehabilitation as the person who comes to visit you. How did you settle on like the whole swath of law enforcement, dog? You got ATF, you got SWAT, you got DEA, you got FBI, you got local police, you can do some federal stuff overseas. Mm-hmm. How did you go, nah, put me in the building where they all let <laughs> give me and give me nothing but a stick. Mm. Do you even what get a stick, stick, Danny? No, I don't, I don't get a stick. 
God damn. What the fuck do you get, man? <laughs> uh, I get uh, we call IPC skills there, Roy. I, I got to use my mouthpiece, which is okay. Uh, Hands. So I think you'd be great at it. You know, you know, make make them laugh. You know, keep it funny, as, as Sam Jackson says. You know, Django, keep it funny. <laughs> um, no, but like I said, I was in I was in the army for ten years, and law enforcement was a good fit. You know, I'm a single parent, I got two kids here, my own. If you want some, you can have. Them. Oh. Um, but uh, working for the county, working in corrections. You get to learn a lot. You learn about the ins and out of the legal system. Uh, definitely IPC skills, how to talk to people, how to de-escalate. Um, I think I'm pretty good at it. So it's been a, it's been oh, a good fit. I've been doing that for almost eight years. I can just imagine that there are young people who come through those gates and go into Ooh. those sales and and you see so much potential, but then they're right there. That would break my heart mm. every day. You you kind of have to, I wouldn't say turn a blind eye to it, but you got to have to like have a thick skin with it. To get the frequent flyers, you know, people been in and out of jail. I mean, there's people in there born in the 60s, oh. you know, summer 69, and this dude's in and out of jail. Then you get into the whole, you know, mental health issues we have in this country, you know, and how, you know, we're not supposed to lock up mental health people, but we still do. We do the very best we can with that. MHMR training. Then you get the young bucks, you know, that just, you know, mm-hmm. this is the lifestyle. This is all they think they're ever going to do and know. And they come going to jail is like going home. What's that old song, country song, Rehab, you know? Mm. going home to see my friends you know so that's how some people really act going to jail you know a question was how do i stop from bringing this home it also works both ways if my wife left me got divorced um having problems with the kids just normal life stuff and being a single parent um i can't go in there and give them that because on the whole they have nowhere else to go if i come in with a bad attitude someone's burnt my coffee my sandwich is cold it's raining cut me off in traffic i walk in the door with the attitude that's not fair to them so I tell him that. I'm like, I'm not here to give you nothing, but I'm not here to take your shit. I'm going to so. use that on my five-year-old. I like that one. Oh, please. Was, yo, Roy, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, yo, I ain't here to I'm take using that shit, shit on my kids. That is brilliant talk. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'm sitting here thinking, sitting here thinking the whole time that Danny's killing these kids with that BDE. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is big daddy energy. Oh, big man. daddy it's, energy. It's, it's, I try to keep it, it fit, laid back. I crack a joke. It's the job is stressful enough. We lean on each other. But do I want to ride them for my 10 hours? Do I want to be like, hey, close your door, button up your jumper, sit down, boy, you stink, <laughs> be quiet. You know, I don't, it's like, this I sounds can, like it, parenting, it can be like Ralph. That. So it's like, it you gotta. Said, like, this is all the same stuff I said about it, it is. <laughs> it is. It's, it, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, right. no lies detected at all. Exactly. Totally agree. I need to go backwards for a moment. What yes, branch of the military were you in? Oh, first branch, Army. Army all the way. Oh. Uh, say that. There you go. Say that. First team. First team. Oh. The only team that matters. Shout out to my pops. So, Danny, let's get to <laughs> it then. How much in the ways that they say stuff is snuck into prison, the way they show it on TV, how much of that... Oh. Okay. is real okay you know i didn't see people with the drones flying them over the fence to drop stuff now that's the new thing with the tech mm-hmm. cell phones up the ass people oh my goodness drugs in the yeah, little no, keyhole not thing playing. like that you're supposed to put in your garden yeah. jackal in that little cylinder did you put your keys mm. in to hide your keys spare key for your house mm. in your ass full of crack rocks oh yeah so um what, man, man on yeah, fire. When he put the explosives. <laughs> man on fire. <laughs> what what are the scams? How how are people how do people try to get stuff into Ooh, the there jails are so many in this country? 
and and look, Danny, when you answer this, I, I, I also because I, I'm I'm with Roy. I'm I'm still stuck on the parenting thing. But when you answer this, there's a difference that like you already said between jail and prison. Mm. So like in my mind, I'm thinking there's a difference in also the way that they sneak something into jail, absolutely versus prison. Okay, break that. I'm on. I'm on I need. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm there. Break okay, it down. so like you said, um, jail is a year less. Prison is a year and a day more. Right. So it's full time. You got like, you know, education uh, from the from the 20 year cop killer to the white collar tax evader. They're all in there and, and county. They're mixed in with each other. The only separated is uh, sex offender and non sex offender. That's it. So you have people, let's say Roy uh, robbed a donut shop. Right. And then while robbing the donut shop, uh, somebody had a heart attack. So Roy goes to jail, robbing the donut shop and he's in jail. But then the guy. They can trace back the heart attack. The guy dies. They bring Roy back from prison. Now he's back in county to go to trial for killing the person during the robbery. So no matter what happens to Roy the second time that he's in jail, that he's in county on trial and trials can be two years, three years out. No matter what he does, it can't get any worse for him. He knows like I can take away his TV privileges. I can make sure that he doesn't get his commissary, you know, take away his visitation. But he's there doing what we call hard time. He's, he's, he's doing a blue warrant. So guys like that are the hardest to deal with because we can't really do anything to them. It's either 24 hour lockdown or leave them alone because no matter what happens, every little disability, every, every, every restriction or privilege that I try to give him, Roy doesn't care because it's like, no matter what, he's going back to big boy jail. And that's exactly what they call it. Well, number one, I don't like your analogy. And then number two, (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't like it. But number two, that 24-hour lockdown thing, what does that do mm. with your mind? So we say 24 hours. It's really not 24 hours. You get one hour of gym time every day. And, oh, you know, 23 like I said, like, you know, Only 24 oh, hours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um, but that's because, you know, there's a lot of education. You know, I myself, uh, like, attend a lot of classes for, you know, mental health, you know, mental readiness, you know, MHMR. Um, as far as, like, you know, that social interaction, how that's important to somebody, especially somebody in a correction environment. And let's just say someone is already, you know, well-adjusted. We're them putting them in a room by themselves 23 hours a day. That's going to make them, you know, feel some type of way. Then you get people who actually have mental health issues, you know, the schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, people who are, you know, um, just burn out from drugs and alcoholism, you know, like, you know, addiction problems. Like, you know, they, then they have all these other mental issues behind them, anger issues, you know. So, like, we, 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 we handle that stuff. So we give them uh, rec time, and it's all indoors. But, uh, you know, sunlight time, basically. There's a library. There's, um, there's uh, chaplain services. You know, everyone has reasonable access um, to the news, which means the television. So, you know, it's football season, and that, that's, that's church right there. Speaking of church, you never saw some, you know, some stone-cold dudes who rob your mama, your grandmama, and then every Sunday morning, they're like, we're watching Joel Olsen Have- right now your fellow officers ever been fired for scamming and conspiring with people on the inside? Or have you ever seen that? Or have you even heard that? Right. Um, well, I'll say that uh, I've heard heard it because of the culture. And if I have seen it, I would be required to report it. But I will tell you this story, and this is about someone who is no He's longer seen with that shit, Ralph. <laughs> with his voice changed. He's mm-hmm. seen some shit. He's seen some shit. <laughs> so he let's said say- that real quick. Let's say, let's say someone comes in, they're 21 years old, you know, um, 
community college, staying at home with their mom and dad, decided to get a job in like, you know, corrections. It's a real job. Got like 401k. Most I didn't know what, what the hell 401k was until I was much, much older. So all of a sudden now this guy's in charge of, you know, 30 to 40 inmates at one given time. Let's say he puts in his work and now he's running the kitchen. You know, we have what's called trustees. They, they serve themselves, you know. Um, so now I'm a 21-year-old kid, you know, and all of a sudden now I'm running the kitchen, you know, with uh, all these um, female inmates of, of varying ages and attractiveness levels. So let's just say one of these, one of these uh, uh, inmates, you know, uh, she's, uh, she kind of bats her eyes at me. She's like, oh, you know, hey, 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 hey officer, you know, you're always so nice to us when you come on the floor. You know, we keep it clean for you. Can we have some extra cookies? Well, you know, I want to be nice, so I give her some extra cookies next day. Well, hey, you know, you're always so nice, you know. You know, maybe we can have some extra trays, you know. Yeah, I give her some extra trays. You know, hey, I, I, I see you looking at me, you know. You know, you know, if I wasn't here, you know, I'd, I'd love to have you take me out. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. So that so that 21-year-old boy gets turned out by, some, you know, some 28-year-old frequent flyer. And all of a sudden, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing in the walk-in kitchen, in the walk-in cooler. So fast forward the story, oh. the boys head, head heels over in love with this girl, writing their love notes, all the inmates know. Well, now what this, we call this guy, he's now what's called a duck. And a duck just floats there, bobbing his head up and down for everybody that comes on. So now everybody's like, hey, man, give me some extra trays. I'm going to say about you and old girl. Hey, man, give me some extra TV time. So I'm going to say about old girl. You know, hey, I heard you taking care of old girl's needs. You need to take care of my needs, too. Damn. Eventually, uh, old girl, you know, uh, gets pregnant. Well, just like in the movies, just like in Orange New Black, you know, um, when you're inside, you are not allowed to have sex. And we say not allowed is you are not allowed to give consent. Because in a corrections environment, you are never in, um, you never have the power. Over your and the law person. recognizes gotcha. that. So, in, exactly. Inmates, inmate, and especially inmates of staff. So you can say oh, wow. you can say they're all they're all adults in there, but it can always be it's a power play. So so that it, so that female inmate who's now pregnant, she snitches on everybody, snitches everybody out. They knew this. He was doing the X, Y and Z. So what happens? Well, she gets out now. She sues. Wow. And, and guess what happens? Old boy, he gets fired. Well, he's like, it's OK. We're in love, though. It's OK. I'm, I'm going to we're going to I'm going to marry her. Now she doesn't marry him. And she puts him on child motherfucker, you. Thug life. What? That's a scam. Oh, that's now that's a motherfucking scam. That's that's that Britney Renner. That's that Britney Renner game. All day. That's that Britney Renner game. It's even worse in like places like uh, um like that's a true story, and uh, that's a true story right there. And the names have been Damn. changed for my protection. But uh, you do not have to answer this. This is a sidebar. Oh, As I a need for you, Ms. Jackie. Oh, thank you. You're kind. As a person of color, hmm. how do you do this blue line, black line thing? That's a good question. And I tell you, it's something that I get a lot of. Um, I get the uh, the daily Uncle Tom. I get the daily uh, uh, house, house nigga. I get all that stuff. You know, like I'm, I'm the one walking in there, taking their freedom away and they've done nothing. And they're perfectly innocent every single time. And I'm, I'm just playing in the white man's game. So, so for dealing with that, it's just all I can do is just what I've been trained to do. Um, what, um, 
you know, the army taught me to do what I tried to tell my kids to do. It just be well, Danny, consistent. I wish we could talk to you more, brother. I will tell you, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your previous service in the army as well. Um, I'm gonna leave you to your food and your dog and your child. Thank you so much for breaking down. That is one hell of a damn scam. I'm telling you, third, this comedy shit don't work out. I'm going to prison. I'm going to prison, and I'm a spit game to one of them guards. And then mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn around. And I'm gonna say that she she made me do it. That she That's made it. me do it. That's it. She threatened my livelihood. Hey, I want to thank you very much, bro. I'm a big fan. This was incredible. I had a really good time. Thank you, Miss Jackie. You know, Ralph, you looked out for me. You're like, this dude just stood me up. You know what, man? Danny, Danny's out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a wonderful day. Yes, thank you. you See you, brother. Bye-bye. Mm. Oh, uh, he's nice. He was super dope. Nice. I worry very about nice. his mental health, though. That's a lot of work. That's a lie. Right? Like he, oh, yeah. he did 10 years in the Army. If that didn't break him, he'll be fine. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? 
You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Job fair. It is Christmas time. Christmas time. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas time. A new two-timer on the show. Ooh. He is my Uncle Derek. Unc! Yeah. Now, how you doing, first and foremost? What you what you doing for Christmas? Uh, I'm a, I ain't doing nothing. You know, I don't participate in Christmas. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, what? You I don't have any young kids. No, I don't have any young kids. What about your women, though? You don't get your women no gifts? Oh, no, no. I tell them all right. You know, Christmas is for children. Mm. Well, I take that back. I did do something when I was engaged two, three years ago. I, I participated, but normally the women I deal with is not that close, so I don't even think about it. Wait a minute. Mm. Wait a minute. Now, okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Pandora jewelry later, but okay. That was for an old girlfriend. Oh. Okay. And that was a that was an apology gift for hurting her forty some years ago. Oh. Wait a minute, Unc. You had some forty year guilt on your heart for something you did to somebody well, back in seventy three. Yeah. I flipped a coin between this girl and my wife and who I was gonna marry, and this girl lost. You flip a coin, you're torn between two women and you marry our beloved Aunt Mary. Rest in peace, Aunt Mary. All right. Um, right. and you go back to this woman, not trying to run it back, right? No, we but, but yep, remain friends. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
it's, I, I apologize to her three or four years ago when I saw her at her mama's film. And she was still looking good. I just saw her Saturday at her mother's film. She's like, she'd have put on 60, 70 pounds. Wait a minute. I want my, I want my jewelry back. Because <laughs> the bracelet I got her is not big enough for her wrist now. Oh, oh damn. damn. So you gave this woman a sorry for not marrying you gift, and then she can't enjoy it because it was her birthday it. month. Her birthday was in October. So I sent her her birthstone and all that. And, you know. And now you want to repossess the gift. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she don't put on too much weight. You act like you just skinny. But me and Khabibi. Get mm. right on the phone right now. Okay. <laughs> Next next break, we just go. We gotta pass this off to Rod. This ain't I. This ain't I. Me me and Khabibi. What do you mean they could be me? Stop talking. Stop. We have to. This segment is about employment. This segment is about employment. We will defer this to Rod. I got my preference. I don't do big women. Okay, and what if women don't do skinny men? That's their choice. They might not like a man with a big stomach, but they like a man with a big bankroll. Uncle Derek. Uncle Derrick, do you want to battle with me? It's like 16, 18 women to every guy. What? We can be choice. We can be choice. <laughs> no, you cannot. Have you met some of you? Get right on the fucking phone. Now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So basically, what he, what the, am, I, am I wrong here? Uh, you basically are saying that when you got her the bracelet, let's say she was a size 12. And then over the right. course of a small amount of time, she went from a 12 to like an 18. Women said her wrist yeah. was too big to wear the bracelet. Right. So she right. tried to turn in the bracelet, but they wouldn't let her turn it in the bracelet. So you going to turn it so she can get a bigger bracelet. Right. Oh. I don't want the bracelet back. No. See, she got a necklace and a bracelet. No. Hey, I got to I gotta put a stop to this. We're going to talk relationship talk with Rod, and we're going to break this down. Right now, Unc, yeah. the reason why I have you on this yeah. show, we're talking about the world okay. of incarceration. But your arc was interesting to me because you didn't just come out a better person and making better choices for yourself. You came out looking to help people as a substance abuse counselor. I knew that that, uh, going to jail and stuff wasn't for me. And I went to to school for counseling mainly to help me. But Mm -hmm. I saw a means that if God delivered me from the addiction or whatever, he can do it for you. I guess when you started down that path, when did you make the decision, all right, I can help other people? Like, was it with another organization? Was it with the state? Like, what is the actual formal structured path to doing this line of work? I had uh, a class instructor at the VA hospital, and I used to listen to him because he used to be a user or whatever. He's from New York. And... It's just certain ways that he said things, and that would make me choose to go to school for substance abuse counseling. So, and that's what inspired me to do it, and I saw I could uh, help other people. People have always followed me and followed my lead, even when I was doing wrong or whatever. So I finally used my platform to try to do good. Uncle Derek's, you've seen the worst of the worst, and we all have... Oh, yeah. We have family members, friends that we all want to help. What can we do, if anything, when we see that worst of the worst? Well, my family did. It's called tough love. The only thing they did for me, 
they kept my telephone on, mm-hmm. and they would send some money to my, well, my baby sister around me, and she would give me $20, $25 a month. And once a week, she would let me come to the house, wash my clothes, shower, spend the night or whatever. And then Thursday, I'm going back out again to the next week. And then also, Roy played a good part in it also. That last DUI I got. He told me, that I'm just flushing money down the toilet. Mm. He said, now, I help you, but, you know, you know, some of the words, you know, you got to be trying to help yourself with them. And he and he been a man of his word. And I know he didn't help people that ain't trying to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you don't like to take too many bows, but I had to give you some credit also. You want people to know that they're loved and that someone loves them. At no point should you make someone feel unloved, even because because the discussion was always like, all right, Uncle Derek, like third, this type of shit Uncle Derek would do back in the day. Uncle Derek would be like, I need I need some breaks. I need some breaks. Need some new brakes. Be like, nigga, when did you get a car? <laughs> like, don't matter. I need need some brakes. So then my mom would be like, all right, if we send this nigga money for the brakes, is the money really gonna go to brakes to a car we don't know about? How about this? Tell Firestone to tell Pet Boys to pick up the phone, and we gonna do the credit mm-hmm. card. And so you're still helping, but you're trying to help in ways that facilitates find another way. Growth. You find another way to get it done. Like if somebody can't uh, pass the credit check, you find somebody, you find another way to get in there. I'm with it. Let, let's let two. I, I got two more quick questions, Uncle Derek, and then we're going to start back arguing with Jacqueline. What? What? <laughs> um, what does this job normally pay? Like if someone, right. because they don't pay a lot. You're not going to get rich. Now, how long is the course? How long is the course, the substance abuse course? It's a one-year course. One year. That's dedication. And then I was focused on my lesson compared to where I was when I was 18. But I wasn't going mm-hmm. I, I to get it. Cause all I want to do is smoke weed, chase women. And not necessarily in that order. <laughs> uh, give me a ballpark on a number. Just if we're talking yearly salary on substance abuse counseling. Uh, let's just say, what, 40000 50000 I don't think you make nowhere near that. This is a labor of love. Especially down south. You almost got to have your masters and doctorate to make eighty thousand, a hundred thousand. Can you double up? Did you do other stuff while you were doing this? Or do you have to be at the ready for people when they need help? I was going to different organizations like uh volunteer my time. I took some classes, I got certified in uh, domestic violence, uh a number of things and I was doing uh when you have uh, two or three guys, I would have them, if you feel like you're going to use, call me first. Don't call me. And I get up. We can go have breakfast, some coffee, whatever. I'm not giving you any money. Mm-hmm. But if you're hungry, I'll feed you. Because we know the money is a trigger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You can't counsel your friends and family because they think you're judging them. Oh, yeah. They got the warrant here. He just said something serious. He said they got a warrant help. That's the real But there's no matter. Uh, There's no magic wand. Well, we appreciate you for coming on and sharing that. Uh, After the break, I I need you to hang around for a second, Uncle Derek, because we're going to have to get Rod involved on this jewelry matter and uh, (laughs) whether or not women are allowed to gain weight, apparently. This is going to get real sexist, apparently. (laughs) Um, 
I might start pleading the fifth like you, third. Fifth. Mm. <laughs> After the break, uh, the okay. home in Nerado. It, it is a time where women can't get big. It is a time. Hang on. We're going to get to it. All right. Okay, we're going to do it. Don't get it twisted. digging a ditch, and I am not here for it. Mm-mm. Also, after the break, we'll talk with a brother who got somehow tricked into working par- as part of a jail release program. Um, it's the job fair. We'll be right back. I'm so scared. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen seems like an easy choice to me columbia pfg has you covered with their Castback tc shoe its omnimax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot say fighting a fish not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat 
So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Job fair. We've been talking jail today. It's now time to get it started here on the show with uh, my favorite part of the program, and I don't think we've ever needed him now more than ever to help arbitrate some things. Uh, He is pimp tight. He is wearing a do-rag, and the ceiling fan is always on medium in his house, regardless of the outside temperature. If you swing by the Bold Hotel and Middle Tennessee and leave your panties right there on the bar with a swig of whiskey sitting next to him, he will appear. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, we got Uncle Derek back on the line. Say what up to him real quick. What up? Welcome back, Uncle D. What up, Rod? So, Rod, Uncle Derek said some shit in the last break that we need you to help us uh, moderate. Uh, I'm going to pose this conversation to you and I'm going to push back from the microphone as a third and myself do not. uh, We want to continue to live in a peaceful home. (laughs) My uncle in the 80s, Rod, was in love with two women. It was in the 70s. Well, yeah, it was 80s, 80s, 80s. I got married in 81. Okay, so let's just call it. It's, all right, so at the turn of at the turn of the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Right. My uncle was in love with two women, mm-hmm. madly in love with both women, right? And literally on a coin flip at his home in his private dwelling, decided which one he would marry, and he stayed mm-hmm. true to that coin flip. Years later, my uncle tracked down the woman who lost that coin flip and bought her a gift little Pandora charm bracelet as a way to say sorry for losing out on the coin flip for this good dick motherfucker my apologies to you mm-hmm. I don't know if that's exactly what the bracelet said Uncle Derek but you get the point right but she got a necklace and a bracelet it was a good dick charm you lost out on this good Mississippi meat but here's a charm bracelet 40 years after the fact now this woman has since gained weight, so much weight mm-hmm. that the charm bracelet no longer fits. Mm-hmm. My uncle is annoyed by this <laughs> and says that women should not be gaining weight. And he now has to go and exchange it for a bigger bracelet. And he's a little upset about that. Rod, first off, two questions. Okay. If you don't propose to a woman, should she get a severance charm bracelet? Question two, are women allowed to gain weight? I will now push back from this microphone. Seven's <laughs> charm. Oh, wow. Tread lightly. Right off the bat, I, I I can tell you that I can already tell that Jacqueline took the lead on this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> she took offense. This is... You already know. 
This is like Stephen A versus Skip Bayless, I'm mm. sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. Um, the, the, the severance package. I I like that. I think it's sweet. I mean, I, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of uh, a lot of women won't get anything. Even 40 years later, why are you even bothering 40 years after the fact? Now, I agree with that also. I don't believe in inserting myself into someone's life. I, I would rather be invited. But, I mean, if it's the thought that counts, that is a nice thought. All right. And to the second question, Rod. Should mm-hmm. women be, and this is my uncle word, not mine. Should <laughs> women be allowed to gain weight in a relationship? Um, Y- y'all got it twisted. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said I don't date big women. Now, uh-huh. if we're together for 30, 40 years and you got a hair problem, you get big, that's different. Uh-huh. But you I can't show up, big. I don't choose big women. If you're right. not a nine or above, I'm not even going to give you a conversation. You might not want me either, but I'm not messing with anything less than a nine. <laughs> Yeah. I like small I like small frame women myself. Mm-hmm. I just don't do big women. You I just, just you know do I don't want to see the I, I don't see I don't want to see what they call the booty do. Your stomach mm-hmm. still got more than your booty do. They say mm-hmm. your stomach still got more than your booty do. Oh, Shout wow. out to Rod right. Holster. <laughs> okay, I've never heard that one. Okay. Let's stop right there. We bring Rod on this program every year. <laughs> uh, always good talking to you, Uncle Derek. All right, I'll see you on the 17th. Yes, sir. I'll see you in Tampa. Bye, Uncle All right. See you later, Derek. Third, welcome back to the mic. It's safe to return to the mic. Thank you, sir. That was harrowing. We bring Rod on this program every week to give you topics to break the ice with co-workers of a different race so that y'all can have something to talk about at your mundane-ass job that you hate, that you know you about to quit at the top of the year. Rod, I pass it over to you now, sir, and let uh, you kick it off this week. Well, the hottest thing in the streets right now for uh, black people and white people of all races is the beginning of the Jesse Smollett trial. It has officially started and it has been as buck wild Mm -hmm. as you would expect it to be. Refresh people about what this case was all about first before you continue. Jesse Smollett was an empire actor. Uh, He's black. And he's also gay. And a couple years ago, he claimed to have been accosted by two white racists in the middle of the night, in the middle of a snowstorm in Chicago, who beat him, put a noose around his neck, poured bleach on him, uh, called him gay slurs, and called him racist slurs. Mm -hmm. And then it was revealed that the two white racists who did it was two cop diesel super dark-skinned African brothers <laughs> who had been paid by Justice Smollett to uh, perpetrate this attack so he can get some fame for some reason. Empire wasn't doing it for And yeah. now they have turned state in his trial for wasting uh, resources by the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, because they really jumped on this with both feet. You know, they were trying to oh, yeah, glad keep this got hate involved. crime under control. Yeah, yeah it mm. was... 
they spent a lot of money and a lot of time looking for these MAGA boys. Right. And uh, it, it turned out it wasn't even close to that. So they are now on the prosecution's team trying to help put Jossie Smollett away. Now, how do, how do white people bring this up to black folks as their job, Rob? Because I would say most black people that I know are like pretty much very dismissive of Jesse. Like there, there's not a big contingency of black folk going free my dog. But no, the, this is a clown show for, for for all black people. Everybody thinks he's a clown. And so it'll be pretty easy to just say, hey, the, the Jesse Smollett trial is started and, and black people as usual We'll just take it from there, talking about how ridiculous he is. I'm about to say, right? But but do they come at us like this? Is a, the, can they use this as a power move in the office place? Meaning, like you know, somebody does something wrong, and then the next thing, oh, so you gonna lie to me like Jesse? Is that is that is that a fear? That that will actually work. That's a, that's a good joke. That's a real clean joke right there. That's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that's fun for the whole family. Yeah, like, I'm telling the truth. I'm not Jesse Smollett. <laughs> I am shocked, though, at just how little the black community has been standing up for this man. Like, you know, because a lot of people put their credibility on the line defending him, too. That's Daniels, why the, who was the creator. Yeah, that's why black people are on this side. They made us look foolish. I mean, but, if you're going to do that, at least really hire the white dudes. That's all I'm saying. You ain't, you hired brothers at I think the biggest problem people have with it is that there was nothing to gain from this. That's mm. really the biggest problem with it. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's, it, it was kind of like when OJ, you know, black people were on OJ's side doing his first trial. And then when he went to jail because he stole his own shit back, it was like, you can't steal it. Why are you stealing from yourself? Yeah. You know? Right. And that's what Jesse did. Like, if this turned right. out to be fake, and but it but it's like, what could you have got from it that could be taken away from you in the first place if we wouldn't have found out it was a hope so fast. It was pointless. Well, but it, it makes you a champion of a cause. It gives you this public victimhood. Victimhood is as marketable as stardom to a degree. That's true, but only when people believe you. What? They kind of believed him until they caught them two niggas who he was like... <laughs> I mean, everybody thought it was wildly suspicious, but because he was black and was attacked by racists, they were just like, well, I'm on his side. But nobody was like, other than like more famous people, nobody on the street was really like justice for Jesse. Right. I mean, and because also, it, and, it was and, immediately, you know, Dave Chappelle broke it down, but he mm. was thinking the same thing everybody else thought. It's like Jesse Smollett's in a fucking subway at three o'clock in the morning and not on. a subway train, a subway restaurant. And right. then two racists in the middle of the worst snowstorm in 10 right, years thank you. show up and jump on him. We were all thinking it. That nigga's not famous enough for anybody <laughs> to be like, that's Justice Smollett. Let's get it. Right. He's, he's never two been Two white famous. people who yeah. watch Empire. Right. Two white people in the middle of a snowstorm in Chicago. <laughs> Ain't no way. Nobody even goes to Subway that late anyway. We were all skeptical, but nobody wanted to be like, I ain't taking up for the black dude. Yeah. But as soon as it came out, we were like, yeah, I thought it was fake anyway. So He got that. fired from Empire, well, written out of the show, same difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the two um, the two African brothers that he hired, like, have they testified yet? Are they going to be a part of this case? They already testified. They said... Uh, the, the brother said he was getting high with Jesse in the car 
<laughs> they were smoking weed when Jesse told him the plan. And just like what I was saying earlier about you can't get anything from it, Jesse didn't have an end game for it then either. It was just, then we're going to do this and I want you to do this and it's going to be fake. He told him we need to get another person involved. It needs to be two people, so bring your brother. And the guy says that he thought that Jesse could help his acting career get off the ground. So he agreed to do it. And to make matters worse, he wasn't even looking for the payment he got. He was just trying to do a favor <laughs> for a nigga he thought was famous, which as we've discussed, he's, he's not famous enough to help you out. But he yeah, did he it for that reason. But Jesse still paid him $3,500 and he paid him in a check like an idiot. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Thank you, Down South Georgia girl. <laughs> CNN, one of one of the black men testifying said that he was tasked with hitting Smollett while Smollett wanted the other black man to put a noose around his neck and pour gasoline on him. The three ultimately changed from gasoline to bleach because they did not feel comfortable pouring gasoline on someone. Which is funny because like the bleach is worse. Smollett yeah. paid the man $3,500 to stage the hate crime against him so he could get publicity and a career boost. But thirty five hundred, that's it. Thirty five hundred in a check, and they were all so stupid that nobody ever thought this plan makes no sense. So the plan from Jesse was stupid, and these guys were caught on every video camera available, buying bleach and ropes and ski masks. <laughs> this is this is this is why this is why weed should not be totally legal everywhere. All right, <laughs> shit like this makes it look bad for everyone yeah, now the, else. The, the defense is now what the defense is saying for Justice Smollett is they're trying to play two cards. One is that okay, he did say these things to you, but he was high. Why would you take him serious? And the other card they're trying to play is that those guys wanted to work security for Justice Smollett, and that's why they are doing this. He wouldn't let them work security, so he set them up to take some fault. So now, the setup makes it, it's even, the plan for setting them up is even dumber than the plan for him getting famous for being the victim of a hate crime. Like, we won't, he won't let us do this, so we're gonna beat him up and pretend we were mad. Is it's, he, it's is so he, dumb. Is he poor now? Because that's a terrible legal defense. Yeah, uh, he's he's probably on his way to being poor. I mean, he's definitely done getting work unless he want to open the OnlyFans and show that butthole to everybody. Okay, he's probably he's done in the acting world. Escalated like that. <laughs> That's a terrible defense. He there's a, a lot of legal. Job. There's a lot of legal fees that he's going to accrue, and that's mm -hmm. part of the reason why I can't openly celebrate this case. Because I know the city of Chicago is about to hit this nigga over the head for at least $2 million. He's going Easy. to get some ridiculous ass fine, some ridiculous ass restitution. And that part of it is a railroad. Well, what he doesn't understand is what a lot of people on the streets don't understand, which is the government will let you pretty much run wild in any way you want to as long as you don't put your hand in their fucking pocket. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking stage hate crimes, especially in the middle of, you know, this was when Trump was in office. Yeah. Yeah. So race, actually race yes. was very yes. contentious at the time. 
So the reason that Chicago jumped on this so quick and so heavy is because they didn't want to be a part of the problem. So he really did a disservice, you know, to his skin color and to the government when it comes to money. They definitely ain't gonna let no black dude fuck around with their money like that. Not in the middle of them type of times. And he in trouble. Yeah, the leaders are black in that city. You made them look bad by dumping all those resources to support that dude is you. in trouble. Why would you do that to them? But I digress. Lee Daniels? He pissed off Lee Daniels. You can't do that. Let's flip it up, right? What can black folks bring up to their white friends at the job? Well, the Jesse Schmollett case was for everybody. Oh, well, there we go. That was for everybody. And we done. Black people, white people, everybody loves this clown Yeah. Sometimes we get a nice two-in-one from Rod. The podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. I got to come on and fuck with you before the end of the year. Um, yeah, let's get down. Let's, let's, let's get down this weekend. I'm at the house, so we'll figure that out. I know fucking around with your podcast i gotta get a drink and block out <laughs> solid two three hours he made me drink on this podcast so go for it <laughs> uh, you have to it's his story corner those are his rules yeah yeah the best two to three hours you will spend my friend that's a fun time man i appreciate that ball, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll wrap it up before the end of the year well we got one more to go before we take our holiday break so rod i bet you do one last time one more time before the end of the year, good sir. Oh, but wait. What's up? I got a quick mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. If we went Christmas caroling, would you go? I'm not going Christmas caroling with somebody who doesn't participate in Christmas other than receiving gifts. (laughs) I always want something. Don't want to give nothing for Christmas. Oh, let's go sing it and bring me a shirt. No, no, I will. I'll go with everybody on the show but you. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. He'll make it up to you with a gift. Too bad you can't say the same. (laughs) All right, Rod. We'll get at you, brother. All right, man. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Scam of the week time. Uh, RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of this part of the program, this is where we open the phones up to regular folks. You know, some of these people are my friends. Sometimes it's a celebrity. This brother we have on the line, JG, I, I think he falls in a little bit of an overlap of Celebrity slash friend, Aww. for sure, friend. Um, who Who's was on me? the line? Backwards. David. David is a TV director, but he wants to talk to us about the time he was a corrections officer. That's so. I was never a corrections officer. It's one of those things where, but my first job did involve the prison system. Okay. 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 Right. But I was I was prison adjacent, I guess. As in more. I, I'm talking about my experience was more as a prisoner, but I wasn't in jail. That's really, that's really, this I wasn't in cryptic. Inmate. I like this. Yes. This <laughs> is it's just this skipped is, around a whole thing there. How does that happen? I was basically in and amongst inmates, but I never went to jail. I grew up in Eastern North Carolina and in the mid nineties, still there was just crazy shit happening in Eastern North Carolina that just would not pass for societal norms today and i say first job because this was my first job where i was actually getting a check from the payroll department because i had my own i had my own lawn mowing business like you know i used to drive the the riding lawnmower around the around the neighborhood that's some southern shit right there but the lawn mowing business didn't last 
it because there was only I, my lawnmower can only go so fast. So I couldn't really like get more work on the because there was a, a top speed that the lawnmower could go. And so I the was turnover stuck. wasn't good. Yeah. No, I was I was, you know, I was in two figure income land. I was pulling in like 40, 60 bucks a week and I was wanting three. Fi- I was like, I want three figures. I want to make three figures. Like I want to put on hundo. Yes. <laughs> and I was 15. Uh-huh. This is in Goldsboro, North Carolina, 1996. Actually, it's the 25 year anniversary of this, which is weird, random timing. So I'm like, I need this three figure income. So the Wayne County Employment Commission comes to my school one day and they're like, sign up for a summer job, make money. I don't think it said make hundreds but i was just like surely i will make i'll i'll cross that that three figure fr- threshold if i sign up yeah so i i i like went up to the table they set it up in the cafeteria immediately and signed up for the job mm-hmm. i was like i'm going to sign up and i was the only one who did it which at the time i didn't really think much <laughs> of it like none of See, my friends okay. ran up there that's what i was about to ask you so like you're in school and nobody else like this nobody one, else what what else did the flyer say was there any details no it just said sign up for a summer job that <laughs> you just what? went yes david yes Damn. <laughs> so that so the day comes first day of work i get dropped off by my mom i i get i didn't even know because it just had an address but it turns out it's this place called the claridge state nursery oh. as in tree nursery as part of the north carolina forest service so it was basically it was a state job with the North Carolina Forest Service, I'm escorted through uh, this warehouse by one of the, the Forest Service folks, and they take me out back, and I'm in the, this massive field in the back. You know when you go to like the store to buy like flowers or whatever, and when they're in like the seedling, the, the very young, they're in these little trays? So it's basically this like a forestry tray is what it's called, or a seedling tray, and it's got 50 holes in it, 50 divided into 50 holes. And in each one of those holes is a, tr- is a pine tree seedling growing in it. And a pine tree seedling just looks like a blade of grass mm-hmm. in each of the 50 holes. But sometimes there's more than one tree seedling growing in the hole. And they gave me a knife and they said, here's the job. If you see more than one pine tree seedling in the hole, you got to cut it out with this knife. Okay. And then when I, and then when I'm done with this tray, then what? Well, then you go to the other tray. The trays are laid out on these tables, probably let's say 50 tray per table. So that's 2,500 holes now. You have and to check literally Roy, as far as the eye could see were these tables with these seedling trays. And that's what I had to do all day long. And, and I'm this, talking, this, this, is, is, this is July, Eastern North Carolina, 90 degrees plus, 100% humidity, no shade. My job is essentially counting grains of sand all day. That's that's the job. So you just have a pair of scissors. Like, who are you talking? To? Like, can you exactly. have music? No, you have a, it's a night. Like, no music. No music. You have a supervisor. My supervisor's name was Magdalene, and she she didn't like me because I was slow. <laughs> I was. Yeah, you were fifteen. Was, of course, I was a I was a punk. David, did she tell you she didn't like you, or did you just? believe i just felt like because she didn't say much to me and again maybe it was me thinking that we'd have a conversation so i think that was probably too i tried to talk and it's like there's no talking here we don't talk how much an hour minimum wage in 96 was like five and a quarter maybe 575 425 an hour was my pay rate you were looking at blades of grass 
for four twenty five. Yes. In the heat. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Two rows of tables away from us, I had fifty additional coworkers. Oh. And these additional coworkers were all inmates at the nearby minimum security prison. It's not like I felt better about it at the time. I just heard prisoner. I was thinking I'm in, I'm doing prison labor. I was doing the definition of this was prison labor. I was doing prison labor. There was literally zero he difference. You signed up for a job at lunch. You signed up for a job at lunch and found out it was prison labor. That is, wow. <laughs> there were no prison guards in this entire place. What the fuck? There were no guards. At least that I saw. Maybe they had a guy posted up at the entrance on the other side of the warehouse. But back there where we were, there were no there were no prison guards. But the idea was they were finishing up their sentences. They Mm -hmm. most of them were serving. They probably had less than a year left. And the idea was, why would they screw it up at this point? They're not going to do it. Everything is cool. And come to find out they were all at least what I was told, non-violent drug offenders. So guys who wouldn't even be in jail today, most Mm. likely in jail. Again, like I knew that it was weird, like because it was like, why are these guys all in jail for non-violent drug offense? Like all these ideas of mass incarceration and institutional racism and all these things I didn't know about as a 15 year old, but I know what I saw. And it was like, I know plenty of white guys who do non-violent drug offenses who are not in prison. How did this job inform your perception of people who have been incarcerated? I was so ignorant and naive to all of it. And so I think the biggest thing, probably lesson for me from it, was about empathy. Mm -hmm. I was like, these are just regular people. And this is how I couldn't have been taught this. I had to basically work alongside and eat alongside. Many of them, I'm sure, unfairly were there. Or people who had just made mistakes. It just taught me empathy and compassion for just, these are regular guys. Mm-hmm. There is literally nothing different from the two of us. We're just a few series of decisions different, and that's it. But I was oh, paid yeah. four twenty five an hour. These guys were paid like a dollar a week or something crazy like that. And they would deduct their expenses for like their lunches because these guys couldn't pack lunches from home. They had to have food supplied to them. So, But the, then they would have that deducted from their own checks, which even then I was just like, because again, I'm I'm someone here trying to get three figures, and I'm like, this is bullshit. I was almost like, you know, what what you're seeing here is like is Ill- <laughs> it's illegal. You should not be able to do three figures. The most charismatic inmate there that w- during the time that I worked there um, would sing to Magdalene. Hmm. And Tony, again, like I said, Tony was he, he had a, he'd wear his baseball cap, sort of cocked back into the side. And as I was saying, he um, th- at the time. So this is 96. So in 95, year before, the song Freaking You by Jodeci had had been released. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Tony no. sang Freaking You no. to Magdalene. And he changed the lyrics a bit to make it more personal. So basically, I'll never forget it because he, he sang very well also. Tony had a, had a very nice voice. And he would just basically go, every time I close my eyes... I wake up feeling so horny. I can't get you out of my mind. Magdalene, you're all that I need. This is sexual harassment. This is blatant in the open. This is what he's saying to her. And you know what, Roy? Magdalene loved it. That's right. (laughs) Never doubt the power of freaking you. 
basically sexual harassment. This is a very cut and dry claim. CD, D, you should have learned in that lesson two very powerful things about Magdalene. All right. Number one, she was a little lonely, bro. Number two, she really liked black men. Okay. Like that's just yeah. all that is to it. The brother was hitting her off with the, the, the yeah, man. Like she, yeah. she was in there. She was, was feeling personal. She, was feeling she just needed some pipe. The number one thing for them was, why are you here? As in, what did you do to get punished <laughs> to take this job? Yeah. Because nobody would voluntarily sign up to do this. And I was like, I didn't do anything. And they were like, yes, you did. We know you're a juvie, oh. as in juvenile delinquent. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't do anything. I just wanted to earn more money. And they were like, there's a million jobs you could have taken. They're like, look, the sooner you learn to talk about the consequences in your life that led you here, the sooner you can turn your life around. It's <laughs> real shit, though. That's real shit. Somewhere from all of that, the person we're talking to eventually became an Emmy-nominated television director, and he's directed uh, numerous TV specials, comedy specials of various comedians, myself included. Roy Wood Jr., No One Loves You, available now on Paramount+. Plus. I works now over at The Daily Show with a dude named Trevor Noah that he's worked with for quite a while. David Paul Meyer, when I say thank you for coming on the job, fair brother, I mean it. Thank you. You are my friend. You have given us some important nuggets of knowledge, especially when it comes to replacing fear with empathy. That's the one. Thank you, Juvie. I've always had us like, I need to tell this story, but I was like, where's the venue for telling the story? And like, you had this podcast and I was like, maybe. So thank you, man. It's like, it's, it's kind of cathartic in a way to finally be able to tell it in, you know, in a public forum. So, so thank you guys. Looking out, Juvie. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you, David. Paul Meyer. That's the show. Roy's Job Fair is a product of Comedy Central, iHeartRadio, South Park and Princeton Productions. Um, and we're not going to One more show before the break, y'all. No. One more show. There won't be any of that. No, we're not going to Christmas Carol. We won't mm. You can go Christmas Carol. You can get one of them did dad cards and you can deep fake me too. How about that? You can, you can go ahead and put me on there with the little jingle elves with my head flapping, but I ain't doing it. Why do you why do you want to stand in the cold and sing to strangers, Jacqueline? What do you get out of that? Because I think it's sweet. And I like it. I just think it's a way that you think you're giving a gift without buying it. When are we gonna do something I want? Why can't Rhonda go? Rhonda is going. You're going. Then call Uncle Derek. I'm sure he'll be happy to drive you. We gotta do something together. All right. So next That's week nice. we're gonna have family week. We're gonna interview members of our family about their job oh, since it's the okay. holidays. Mm. I'm going to have my little brother Justin on. He's, mm. If there's anybody knows some scams, it's him. That motherfucker used to work for a major car manufacturer. He can tell you about all the sessions. Mm. Apparently, at most of these auto factories, mm. Third, mm. everybody's fucking. Oh. Did not know that. A lot of sex happening in our car assembly plants across this country. So, uh, Perhaps the automation then, I guess. How else do you have the time in order to even do something like that? You know? <laughs> this has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 